Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Buy Guy podcast. I'm your host, Jay Keith Brown, and this podcast exists to bring help and encouragement to my fellow bisexuals, as well as all others within the LGBTQ plus community. Subjects that we'll cover in this podcast will include sexual identity trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole bunch more. Two disclaimers first, please. I am not a licensed therapist or a medical professional. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Also, the views expressed in this podcast are either those of myself or my guest, and they should be considered as such. All right, grab that favorite beverage of choice, have a seat here at my table, and let's chat on this episode of the Buy Guy Podcast. Hello there, my friend, and welcome to the Buy Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Brown, and I'm so very thankful to have you listening to this podcast today. Uh, the topic is something that I've been thinking about for a while now. Now, it's no secret that in our world today, there's plenty of bad news. I mean, right? We are inundated with bad news on a daily basis, whether it's on social media or the major uh, newscasts or whatever the case may be. The same can be said for the LGBTQ plus community. We know that there are bad things that are going on. There are difficulties. There are attacks. There are many things left to be done to advance the equality of the LGBTQ plus community. I get that. I agree with that. I understand that. Okay. So I just wanted to say that up front. Because I didn't want you to misunderstand the purpose for this podcast. But what I wanted to do today is share with you something that I have been really thinking about recently. And I think it's been good for me. And so I wanted to share it with you because maybe it would in some way bless you as well. You see, if you are one of my followers, maybe you follow me on social media. If you don't, please do. Or you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or you watch one of the YouTube videos of the podcast, whatever the case may be, if you are part of my audience, then you probably know that I am not a young man. In actuality, I am 60, um, and I'll be 61 this summer. I don't mind sharing my age. I'm proud I've made it this long. But anyway, I say that to basically set this whole podcast up. This is the thing. I know I'm not a young guy. I am not the oldest person in the world, but I've been around for a while and I've seen and experienced a lot of things. 
especially as it pertains to the LGBTQ plus community. So I started thinking about this and I started reflecting back on my life. And as it pertained to this particular community and some of the struggles that people are having today, and one of the things that I know to be true to the core of my being, that if we ever want to want to get better, if we want to get happy, if we want to, to fulfill our, our, our dreams, if we want to achieve our goals, one of the things that we have to do, I believe, and I don't think it's an option, I think it's a, it, is, it is a have to, I believe that we have to incorporate gratitude into our lives. And so with that mindset, and coming from the old by guy here, I wanted to share with you six gratitudes I have as it pertains to the LGBT community. So here they are, and maybe you'll understand why they are what they are. The first is this. I am grateful that we have at least some degree of labels. Now, let me quickly say I understand that labels are very much in the news right now. They are a hotbed topic. I understand with even in the community that they are discussed and sometimes even debated within the LGBTQ plus community. But given all of that, I'm still grateful that they exist, at least as best we can make them now. And I understand that they are continuing to grow and the labels are becoming more, more and more and more. And truth be known, I, there are many times I can't keep up with them. So I understand. But I'm still grateful that they exist. And why is that? Because in most of my life, there were no different labels. In fact, for a lot of my life, I only knew of two options. Two very binary options. You were normal or you were one of them. And that's how it was expressed. That was the degree of label in my world for a lot of my life. You were either, quote, normal or you were mm, one of them. And then eventually we heard the word homosexual. And so there were two categories. Again, you were either normal, again, the word normal, or you were a homosexual. And they would always put a great emphasis on homosexual because they spat it out as, as, as if it were a bad word. So for a lot of my life, I didn't know a whole lot about labels. I knew that you know, basically what we heard was there was a good and there was a bad. And that was it. And then I heard some other labels that were used. One of them starts with an F, which I will not say in this podcast. You can figure that out for yourself. It was a very hurtful, a very derogatory term that was often used to speak of people who were part of the community. And then for a lot of my life, and this is where it's a little bit different for you younger people, for a lot of my life, the word queer was a very negative word. If you were part of the community and someone called you a queer, it was meant as a very derogative statement. 
And therefore, although it is a term that is very openly embraced by the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community today, for those of an older age, I speak because I know this to be true. For a lot of older people within the community, they still do not like that word. And for a lot of them, they will not use that word. And they will not refer to themselves with that word. Don't judge them. It's what they heard and how they heard it in their life. And then I want to talk about my situation in particular. Because you know me as the old bi guy. I was... I'm a bi guy, and I knew I was this way from an early age, but here was the problem. The term bisexuality was not even a word in the vocabulary. It wasn't a word that I had ever heard. And for most of my life, there was only these two binary options, and I didn't fit in either. And so without a label to basically get my head around who I was, the only thing I could come to to understand was that I was broken, that I wasn't either. So therefore, I must have been really messed up. And then as I got older, I heard another term for those within the bisexual community. The term was ACDC. That was the first term that I ever heard, and it was often, again, a very derogatory label, saying, oh, look over there. That's one of those girls that likes boys and girls, or, oh, that's a guy, and he likes boys and girls. It was very, very derogatory, ACDC. Eventually in my life, the term bisexual became a word that I heard, and ultimately, began to understand and own for myself. And now we know that there are many labels since. And why is that important? It Because even though, again, they can be debated and discussed and, and questioned, they at least give us some sense of personal understanding. This is sort of who I am. And the more clearly we begin to define our own labels for ourselves, then the more that we begin to understand who we truly are and we can begin to accept and celebrate that. So I think that labels have a good place. They can also, again, be used to hurt and they can be used to degrade and all that. But again, from my perspective, Looking back on all these many years and my life, I'm glad that we have them. The second thing that I'm grateful for is the internet. <laughs> I know. Now, I realize the internet can be used for good and bad, but I'm very grateful that it exists and why. Because obviously, for a lot of my life, the internet did not exist. And so I, as a person who was struggling, a person who was trying to figure out myself, a person who was trying to get answers of who I was and how I was, where was I to go? There was no Google. There was no resources. I could even go to the library and there were no book, not to speak of. And if they were, 
many times in my life, this was they were written at a point in time when homosexuality was considered a mental illness. So you can imagine how comforting those would have been. So for those young people out there, I am so very grateful that the internet exists, that you can go and you can get some of these answers. You can seek out knowledge about who you are and how you are. And I can only tell you that I'm grateful you have it. Because as a man who spent much of his life without it, I know the real struggle that that caused. My third thing that I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for gay marriage. Now, for a lot of people, a lot of young people especially, it's become part of their accepted life. For a lot of young people, they don't think anything about it. You know, yeah, of course, gay marriage exists. I've been to a gay marriage, or I, I know that there are gay people that are married. And I see that, you know, people in the cabinet that are of the United States are gay and married. And, you know, it's 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 widely known and it's legal in all the states. But here's the thing. In my state, gay marriage was not legal until I was 51 years old. I went back and looked it up. In my Now, honestly, one of my state was not as early as some. I, I will say that. But in my state, gay marriage became legal when I was 51 years old. So a lot of my life, people that were gay, lesbian, they couldn't get married. Now, that didn't affect me personally because I'm heteroromantic and I've always been in a relationship, in a romantic relationship with a cisgender females, and I've been married to women. But it certainly affected people that I cared about, friends, associates, clients. And so today I am very glad that gay marriage is legal. And I don't take that for granted. Number four, and I <laughs> I know I'm going to get some, I probably get some pushback from this. And I realize why I might get some pushback from this. And it's because of what we're seeing in many legislative branches in many states right now. But I am grateful, hear me out, I am grateful that we have better anti-discriminatory laws than we did for most of my life. Now, I'm not saying they're not perfect. I'm not saying they're perfect. And I'm not saying that many are in jeopardy even now as we speak. But I am grateful that there are better laws now across the board in most places than there were for a lot of my life. So yeah, even though I can understand what you see and what's going on, and I can understand how bad those threats are, looking from an older person perspective, I can still take gratitude in how far we've come. That's all I'm saying here, okay? We have come quite 
a bit further than some of you perhaps even realize. For instance, it wasn't that long ago that in Europe, if you were gay and they found out about it, you could be put in prison. And that seems like such an antiquated thing. And it seems like a, such a, a weird thing and so far back in history, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. So yeah, I'm grateful we've come a long way. Number five, I am grateful that we have more normalized therapy and coaching. There are many people in the LGBTQ community who have sought out the help of therapists or coaches like me. I mean, I have worked with so many clients over my 35-year career, many times very much behind closed doors, many times in a very ultra-secretive way, so to speak, to protect them. And, the, you know, it's just the world we lived in at the time. But today, it is much more accepted to get therapy and coaching than it was for much of my life. Because when I was growing up, folks, it was only the crazies. I mean, the real crazies that got therapy. I mean, you had to be nuts. You had to be in an institution to get therapy. I mean, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Thankfully, we understand the significance of it. We understand the validity of it. We understand the help that it brings to so many people now. So I can say I am grateful that therapy and coaching are much more acceptable. And side note, if you're listening to my voice right now and you think you probably need one or the other or both, please get it. Please do. There are people who will listen to you people who will care about you, people that will pour into you, people that will love you, people that will be there for you, to help you through. And I speak especially to that person right now who might be listening to my voice, and you're hurting very deeply. It's okay to get therapy. It's okay to get coaching. All right. What about the last one? Number six. What is the sixth gratitude that the old buy guy has? Well, and I know that some of you will not have any connection to this, but you probably know if you follow me or have been part of my life in my community that I am still a man of faith. In fact, it's one of the things I do in my coaching is help people bridge the gap between their identity and a more um, orthodox faith a more historical faith. And so one of the things that I am grateful for is that I can see that there are more and more affirming churches each and every day that I live. I see more and more affirming churches coming into existence. I see more affirming pastors who are understanding the the scripture and interpreting the clobber verses in a way that makes sense. And I am seeing all of this growing. Now, there's still plenty of negativity and banishment 
and attacks within the conservative evangelical church toward the community. I get that, but I can honestly say I'm grateful for the amount of affirming churches that I see springing up in our world today. And why? Because for most of my life, there were none. I mean, zero. In fact, I was a, quite an older adult before I ever heard of any church being affirming. And that was blasphemous. And boy, did they take a lot of heat. And then they began to give birth to other churches, this movement. And finally, there were whole denominations that were becoming more affirming of the community. So yeah, as person of the community and still a Christian, I'm grateful for that. So there they are. There are my six gratitudes. So yeah, again, I know there's still things to do. I still know there's work to be done. I still know there's fights to be had. I still know that they know that things aren't like they need to be or they and they're not equal. But I again, I think it serves us well to look back over some time and take stock of the advancements, the victories, and the good that has occurred. Because that makes me feel better. What about you? Put some gratitude into your life today, my friend. And I think it'll make all the difference in the world. Until next time, yo, your hurts, move your mountains. And may God bless you. Well, there you go, my friend. Another episode of the Bye Guy podcast. I don't know about you, but that went way too fast for me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please do make sure that you are subscribed or following. And if you can, on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, please do give it an honest five-star rating. I really do appreciate that. That helps us grow this podcast, and I need folks like you to help me do that. Also, if you can really think about becoming a Patreon member of this podcast for only $5 a month, that money will go to help put this podcast out to the world. I really would appreciate it. And of course, you can cancel at any time. There's a link in the show notes. Until next time, don't forget, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God bless you.